Welcome to the Soul Joy Mindset Podcast, the podcast that invites, empowers, and equips women with the tools to release the hustle and grind and embrace a life of ease and joy. I am your host, Teresa Timms, a lover of life, strategic thinker, theologian, storyteller, sexy, sassy, freedom seeker, and coach. In each episode of this podcast, we will explore a topic that will help you change your mindset and ultimately change every aspect of your life. So sit back and hear yourself, see yourself, and truly believe that it is possible to live a life that brings your soul joy. Today made me think about when I first started coaching with my coach and I was a very difficult client. I really struggled um, with coaching and I wanted to name that today because I don't think we name it enough. I don't think we talk about it enough of when you are a high achieving woman, when you are a woman who is badass and you are a leader you get things done, you check things off the list. Vulnerability can be so hard because of the ways that we move through the day. I don't know about you, but I move through the day being in charge of so many things. Um, I am a supervisor. I am a dean. I am a business owner. I am a wife. I am an auntie. I am I fit into so many roles where I am in charge. I am leading, I am strategizing, I am leading the pack. And taking directions and being vulnerable calls me to, to a different space. And I did not realize how much of that resistance was present in my life until I hired a coach. And I hired this coach because I... Um, I wanted what she had. I wanted to be an amazing business owner. Um, I am a coach. I hired a business coach to coach me around my business. Um, I do not have an MBA. I do not have a background in business. So I needed to hire someone to help me do the thing that I do. And not just to do it, but I wanted to be an excellent coach. I wanted to be good at this. Um, I wanted to be as crafted in my coaching as I am in my life as a theologian and as a preacher and as an administrator. And so when I hired this coach, I hired her with this service industry mentality of, I am hiring you to show me how to do the thing and I'm going to set up the boundaries around how I want you to teach me how to do this thing. Have you ever done that before? I'm going to hire the coach, the trainer, the person, and I'm going to tell you how to do what you need to be doing for me. <laughs> um, and I, I just went in wanting to learn what she had and as soon as she told me what to do i was like wait a minute you want me to do what wait a minute um there was resistance to what she wanted me to do um so my coach we talked about it i was all on board i was all clear um and then <laughs> when i started the coaching i was like wait a minute who she think she's talking to? Oh, wait a minute. She want me to do what? Wait a minute. Like, I'm paying you to do X, Y, and Z. Don't tell me 
what what I need to do. And the resistance that I felt, um, I was I, I, I was surprised by my I was surprised at myself and I want to be vulnerable name the resistance that I felt. The number one resistance that I felt was my ego. Um, I know a lot of things, but I didn't know how to run a business. And so when I entered the coaching program, I was intimidated by what I did not know. Do you know there's a whole field, a whole world of things that you do not know? And as much as I thought I had read the books and read the the websites for all the things about owning a business, um, there are things that my coach knows about business analyst, analyt, analytics, business practices that I had no idea about. And as soon as I realized all that I did not know, my ego was like, Oh, you're not the smartest in the room. This is not your level of expertise. This is not your comfort zone. And all of that insecurity about what I did not know, um, it triggered me. I was used to being the star student. I'm used to being like, walk into the room, can figure it out, can boss it. And I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't the star student. Um, I did, there were, there are so many people in my coaching cohort, um, for my business coach who they've owned businesses before they run multi multi-million dollar businesses i mean my my business coach is the real deal um she is the country club of coaches and people who go to her they go to her because she knows what she's doing but i entered the room knowing nothing knowing nothing um the little websites that i read that i thought i knew my little diy mindset around i'm just gonna you know i'm smart i'm gonna figure this out it it did not serve me and so the the number one resistance that i felt was ego and what i know about my clients the clients who struggle the most when they come into a coaching program is ego is the ego of i've been able to piece together and figure out everything in my life and I'm entering to this room and I realize that, oh, I'm not the smartest person. This is going to be a learning edge for me. And it's not going to be as easy as I thought it was going to be. And so that was my one thing of my ego was like, oh, oh, little miss, honor roll, star student. <laughs> you got to study. So that was the first thing. The second thing that I struggled with was competition. I am not super competitive. I am competitive with myself. But because I was starting brand spanking new, I would look around at what other people were doing. And when I say my coach is the country club of, of business coaches, she is. And so because she is the country club of business coaches, she attracts amazing, badass people. And so I'm in the room with all these amazing people. And instead of me... Um, looking around and gleaning from them and learning from them i came into the room really guarded um with my eyes sort of fixed on uh who do i need to like study their analytics so that i can beat them um, I, I made everything into a competition and coaching is not about being in competition with anybody else but yourself and when I stop, when I realized that the that I was not only learning from my coach, but that I was learning from the other clients, when I realized that I had something to learn from them, when I realized that they weren't in competition with me, that they were really there to help me, that they were also part of the teaching of being in a group program, I was just like, oh, Teresa, get out of your own way 
and look around at these people and embrace what they are teaching you. So I started like connecting with people in my coaching cohort um, in a very different way. And if we've been set up in the society to think of everybody is in competition with us, that it is a competition, that is scarcity mindset. And when we are driven by scarcity, when we're driven by competition, we miss the teachers in the room. When we are driven by scarcity and competition, we miss the teachers in the room. And my coaching cohort is full, over a hundred teachers, people who've done this, people who are ready. And so we begin having work sessions and study groups, like people in my coaching cohort became my good friends. Um, I begin to listen to them and learn from them as well as my coach. So instead of me having one coach, I had a main coach and a whole team of other coaches once I let myself be open to it. But I struggled with my ego um, of, of not being the best in the class. And then I struggled with, oh my goodness, um, I'm not in competition with these people. And once I took off the lens of competition, then I was really able to learn from all the teachers in the room. The other reason why I struggled with coaching is being a client. I was a difficult client because it requires vulnerability. Vulnerability, not just about how you're winning, but vulnerability around your losses, what you're, what you're struggling with. And when you are a high achieving woman, when you are someone who's so used to doing all of the things and being able to excel above and beyond, coming into a space and being expected, expected to name your your failures, your mistakes, your your growing edges, that requires a level of emotional maturity and vulnerability that I thought I was prepared for. <laughs> I thought I was prepared for. Um, and so I'd be like, oh, I'm not gonna talk about this. I'm not gonna share this. I'm not gonna, and my holding back stifled my growth. The more you hold back in relationships, especially these professional settings of growth, the more you hold back, the more shame um, keeps you from showing up fully vulnerable. That is going to dictate your level of growth. If you can only show up when you're winning and not when you're struggling, not when you've made a mistake, not when you haven't got the concept quite right, that, that, that it limits and stagnates your growth. And because I was so caught up into I only wanted, wanted to be seen as getting it right all the time, um, I, I had a hard time with growing as quickly as I needed to grow in this coaching. And so if you are someone who has a hard time with vulnerability, public vulnerability with the, in a safe group, if you have a hard time naming mistakes and growing edges, when you if you have a hard time showing your true self vulnerable, it's going to stagnate your growth. It's going to stagnate your possibility of being fully present to the process because instead of being fully present, um, I was I continued to present a persona of how I wanted my cohort to see me. And the and the gag is my cohort weren't even there to see me. They were there to grow with me. They were doing their own work, but I was so caught up into I needed to present this this level of perfection so coaching doesn't work if if you're caught up into you need to do it right you need to do it perfectly the other thing that i struggled with with coaching was the failure <laughs> the failure oh my goodness 
it's like fail fast. Fail fast is what my coach says. I love her so much. She talks about failing fast. And it is like, you need to do what I tell you to do immediately so that you can learn, grow, and fail fast. And I'm not used to failure. I'm not used to getting things wrong. I'm not used to falling flat on my face. And because I was so, I had so much resistance into implementation, implementation is important. Um, you can sit back and process and overanalyze and overthink um, and journal and write about it and theorize about it. I want to tell you, as I had to tell myself and as my coach told me over and over and over again, um, the work is the work. Not the research, not the theorizing about it, not the journaling about it, not the planning and charting about it. It is the execution of the work that leads to growth. It is showing up, doing the thing, failing, finding out why you failed. Failure is information, um, gleaning information from that and moving forward. But I saw failing as a character defect. I saw failing as um, I'm not smart enough. I saw failing as um, I'm, I'm, I'm missing it somehow. I did not realize that every time I, I failed or every time I had to start over, it was an opportunity for me to learn. So you fail on this first thing what did you learn from that failure? Maybe you needed to tinker with this. Maybe you need to reevaluate it, reevaluate this part of the data. Maybe you need to um, think more critically about something else, but you won't know until you execute it. And so because I had so much resistance around execution, I didn't fail fast. And, and my need for it to be perfect got in the way of my growth. And so you will struggle in coaching if you are not willing to implement immediately what your coach tell you to do. And that's why I paid my coach in the first place. <laughs> that's why I paid this person because I trusted their level of expertise to tell me what to do. But every time they told me what to do, I was just like overthinking it. I had so much resistance about it. And the last thing, but I think the most important thing around why I struggled in coaching, um, was because I'd never seen this type of growth before. I'd never seen this type of business model before. My coach is a young black woman from Detroit and her level of expertise, her style of running her business, her way of management is so generous. It is so generous that Instead of me leaning into that generosity, I was looking for the flaws. I was looking for where she has to get it wrong. I was looking for the critique because this has to be too good to be true. And it's like, you've already paid for this. Like, be in it. Trust that she has your, your goals in mind. Trust that she has your greatest intentions in mind for you. She wants you to succeed. And... This level of mistrust that we have, um, this level of something has to be wrong with this, this level of um, not trusting people comes from institutions and environments that haven't been for our greatest good. Um, teachers that are only there to get money or to make money fast and not for our greater good. And I am forever, forever thankful for my coach. I pay my coach. Um, my coach, it's a lot of money. 
<laughs> I pay my coach a lot of money. Um, but I pay her the money because she is the expert and I trust her. And then I know that she doggedly believes in me. I've been with my coach now for almost two years. And um, after the first year, I immediately automatically signed up for the next year because the growth that I experienced, I thought I was being coached on my business. I was being coached on life. <laughs> yes, she is a business coach and she coaches me around the nuts and bolts around my business. But the one thing that she has done is transform my thinking and how I engage with life. It's not just about my feelings, it is about data. It's about me being clear around why I have resistance, for me being passionate about me speaking my truth. That my business is not just the branding and the colors and the social media um, posts. My business is about how I connect with my clients on a vulnerable level, level. And I am a better coach because I have been coached. I am a, I am a, an excellent coach because I have an excellent coach and I have compassion and I have empathy and I'm able to see my clients in a totally different way because I am a client <laughs> and because I am a client we make fun of that commercial about um I don't know if you remember the old school commercial hair club for men um, I'm not only um an owner I'm not only the owner I'm also a client it's it's different when you are a client. It is different when you are being coached by someone and then you go into coaching. It's different when you are being taught by someone and you are a teacher. When you are pastoring and you have a pastor. Any level of expertise, it makes a difference when you are experiencing it. So when my clients have resistance, I'm not bullying them. I'm not overly pushing them because I know what it's like to have a coach and to have a res to have resistance. When someone wants to coach with me or they're interested in coaching with me and they struggle with paying the money, they struggle with the price point, I don't bully people into saying, oh my goodness, why you need to pay for me? Because when I knew how much my coach cost, I was like, I have never paid this much money for anything in my life besides my house. I've never paid this much money for anything, but I knew that this was the type of financial investment that I need to make in myself. And the money, my, my hesitance around the money was not because I didn't trust the coach. It was because I had never spent that much money on myself, on my own personal and professional development for myself and for myself solely. And so when clients say, you know, I struggle with the price point of your program, um, I don't bully them at all around it because I know what that's like. When my clients come in and they're um, resistant or they have hesitation around being in a group and they are coy around sharing their mistakes, I get it because it was me too. In my um, struggling with being a client, I have so much grace and empathy for my clients who struggle because even though I knew that my business coach had every single thing that I needed, I had to deal with my own resistance around trust and vulnerability and ego and failure and starting over and competition. And it was uncomfortable for me. And so I say all of this because I want you to know that um, I'm not just the owner. <laughs> I'm a client. I am a client. Um, my business coach has transformed every area of my life.
for my finances. I think about my finances differently because of how I now think about money because of my business coach. It's changed my professional relationship in my in my role, my nine to five role. It's changed my marriage and how I think about partnership. Um, it's changed my relationship with my body, uh, my relationship with my and then because I got this this business coach, I then hired a fitness coach and I have this team of fitness coaches and I am now coachable. At first, I thought I was coachable. I had the persona of being someone that was coachable. But because I worked so intimately with my business coach and in my business cohort, um, I now am coachable in my fitness program. Um, my fitness program has this group component. And soon as the fitness coach said, you know, you need to start a small group, I was all into my small group. I go hard in the pain in my small group because I realized that it's important to be in a group of people who can support you in your journey. Like isolation is something for academia. Isolation is something that we face in the business world. Isolation is, is like these this ridiculous thing that society has put in place around you have to beat out everybody else i found um abundance in in this in the small group model and so i do that with my fitness coach i do that with my business coach and I, i'm able to do that with my clients because i understand the magic of it but if i wasn't participating in it myself i wouldn't be able to coach around it i am the coach that i am because i am being coached I am the person that I am because, and, and so the last thing I'll say is that my coach and my therapist, I sometimes feel like they talk to each other. I'm like, do y'all know each other? Are you, do, do y'all talk to each other? Because it is me being able to be vulnerable with my therapist and name my resistance that I'm then able to come into coaching and and deal with it and face it. And if something happens in coaching, it makes me uncomfortable. I'm able to go to my therapist and say, oh my goodness, um, I struggled with this area and get clarity on it. My coach is not my therapist. My therapist is not my coach, but they work in concert in ways that liberate me. Um, I have a whole team. I have an entire team. <laughs> I have an entire team. I have my therapist. I have my business coach. I have a fitness coach. We have a couples therapist. Um, I have my coaching small group, my business coaching small group. I have my fitness coaching small group. I am well resources and all and resourced in all these ways. And it makes me a better person day to day. It makes me a better person in my business and my relationship and in my life. And so I struggled being a coaching client, I did. I struggled. I struggled. I struggled. I struggled. And I named the struggle for you tonight because if you are struggling, even with the idea of having a coach, if you're struggling with investing the money, if you're struggling with being in a group, if you're struggling with vulnerability, if you're struggling with, I really want what she has to offer, but I am hesitant around it, I understand because I too am not just the owner, I'm also a client. Are you the superhero in everyone's life but your own? Are you exhausted, overwhelmed, and feel stuck in a cycle of working hard with nothing to show for it? Are you stressed, struggling with your health, lack intimacy, and a sense of personal fulfillment? This episode is brought to you by my Soul Joy Coaching six-month signature mindset program that empowers women who are ready to break toxic cycles and unhealthy habits so that they can claim their identity and voice to show up to life unapologetically. We use a curriculum and framework that is grounded in joy and centers vision, strategy, 
community, and an abundance of love and encouragement. I guarantee you that Soul Joy Coaching will change your life. If you're ready for joy, let's talk. Visit my website, www.teresatims.com and take my joy assessment. This assessment will give you insight and help you to identify patterns and your growing edges. Use this score as information to help you take the next faithful step in claiming joy in your life. Go ahead, book a call today to get your score at www.teresatims.com.